0: Go for it.
1: Cool. Okay. So I'm uh, Stacy Zubereikis, uh, longtime director, longtime dancer from Long Beach, California, um, also uh, HDF judge.
0: I'll follow Stacy, my our moms were pregnant together partner. <laughs> uh, also from Southern California, live in Alexandria, so Virginia now, which is where I'm live. From like Stacy, uh, HDF judge, FDF judge, dance director uh, at FDF. Dance director here, um, as you both know, both uh, Evan and Maria here in Visandio that uh, we run here with Anna. Um, and just been at this now since. So I think Stacy and I both start around the same time. So seven years old. So oh, we're almost nearing that 40 year mark. I'll pause there. That says enough. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Adi's bringing the gray hair to the podcast mm-hmm. in a good way, like the experiential gray hair. So, yes, at
0: right. least, at least, Elio isn't on to talk about the like the growth of my hair.
2: No,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no he might you. come
1: on later. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dimitri Dallas, uh, Chicago, Illinois,
3: uh, director of Perifania Dance Group, also musician for Ed Dust been doing well been performing since 98 uh, been playing music with the guys since 2003 I think
4: something like that amazing um, well welcome to our uh, podcast session about um, we'll say it nicely dance floor etiquette <laughs> so I want to start off by just kind of bringing up a little conversation I had with my dance group in preparation to taking them to FDF. And what I told them was aside from etiquette, um, recognize the opportunity that's presented to you when you're on the dance floor and you are surrounded by people of different skill levels and knowledge levels. Um, I told them my best advice to you is find the person that, knows what they're doing. Find the person, I and it's easy at something like FDF because you look for the directors, you look for the instructors, you look for the dancers from the senior advanced level and dance close to them. Get next to them if you can. Um, Use that as an opportunity to really soak in somebody who knows more than you. Instead of trying to be that jerk who wants to jump to the front of the line and mess everything up and pretend you know what you're doing. Take that opportunity to really learn more and get more out of it. Um, I also told them, I said, if you see a Zonoradico happening and you mess up that line, I will put your head on a chopping block. <laughs> and what did they do? They'd, they're starting their own circle right in the middle as as all the guys are trying to, you know, make the kuluri and (laughs) it didn't happen. Um, So yeah, that was my, that was my talk in preparation to FDF because I just, you always have these opportunities wherever you go. Um, And here in America, it's, it's one way, but you know, in Greece when you're at some Glendi and the seniors of the village are out there dancing, you wouldn't even think about disrespecting them and, Jumping in front of them in the line, so trying to make that that was that was my preparation conversation going into Fdf or hDf was to try and let the kids have a little bit of perspective so I'm curious you know
1: yeah I totally agree um and I get as kids you get super excited because you have the live musicians and you want to show off what you know and you think that you've you've gotten to that level of expert and so you know I'm sure that ego plays in too and you jump in you're like yeah, everybody wants to watch me dance but then they're not even paying attention to what's going on you know and what people also have to look at too is like these the older people that are dancing it's not like they do it all the time you know, um, or it's at the end of the Glendi or when the dance is done and all of like the 75% of the people have gone and you have that remaining 25%, that's when they're dancing, you know, and jumping in and like disrespecting them, is just not a cool thing to do, you know, and it doesn't make you look good. It's not like they're looking at you like, oh, look at the Neolea, they're doing great. It's more like, what the F is these, you know, these punk ass kids doing right now, you know, but and I totally agree.
4: Aren't playing the same Icariotico for 45 minutes. They rotated through so many different dances. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at my, my students in the circle with all the other kids just following along. I'm like, are you, are you not listening at all? Like no. this is not dance practice where the teacher says, okay, we're doing this dance now. Okay. We're doing it. No, this is why. I mean. This is a whole other topic, but from the music standpoint, kids need to really be taught the melodies because the melody tells mm-hmm. you what the dance is. I mean, the beat can stay consistent for 10, 15 dances, but if the melody changes, if the songs are different, you're doing a different dance, but that's right. a whole other topic. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's, I mean, that's one conversation that I would like to dive into more, but there's also the traditional side of I mean traditions on the dance floor and I mean this goes back I, I this is why we have experts but hundreds of years where the musicians don't just play for whoever wants to be in the front of the circle you buy that song and that's where a lot of this etiquette comes from so with that I yield the floor
0: <laughs> Well they're not taught that so you may have had that conversation with them Evan but they're not taught right and it's you have to take the the original context. So it's interesting. We live in a different world here, right? So we can go to Greece and there's very rules, whether you're Carpathian, whether you're Epiroti, whether you're I- Trakot, it doesn't matter. But you have to take that context into consideration. So in the United States, we don't have that. So and Mitsu can attest to this. He's playing at a dinner dance, right? He's there to play and and they typically have set set. Uh, to go suites of, of music. And then you've got these little kids running up saying, I want this, I want this. And, and they're, and they're very accommodating. Right. So that's sort of the, the modern, but if you go back to what you said, like none of these kids understand, right. That if you want your, tragüdi, Right. Like in Samos, we were talking the other day with Cristina Sardulia, and she was saying, Oh yeah, well, you know, you pay by the song. Well, this song didn't get charged because it was, a mandinada, technically, but you would have to normally pay for everything else that you did. And it was particularly interesting. And that thought stuck in my head. It's, yeah, do these kids even understand that when they run up to a musician in some parts of Greece, that would be, you know, hey, you would walk up a Paraguila and it's very specific to what you do and you dance and no one intrudes or impedes on your space ever. And that's, a, that's an art that's completely lost. And I think that's just an education issue. And it's because the directors in the United States don't. Unfortunately, they they, they don't have the opportunity to go to Greece and they have not really sought out that information to be able to say, you know what? Yeah, I, I should really be going up to meet with that clarino and stuff his clarino and say, I want this song, this dance, and this is what I want. And only when I'm done or when I invite someone else to the front of the line, can you actually come and do anything? Otherwise, it's mine. No one gets that. No, no one gets I, that. So I think
1: the directors don't know that either.
0: Exactly, you know? not at all. Yeah, and they don't understand it in context of what they're teaching in terms of the material. So what they're performing on the stage, but they don't understand it enough to teach it to their kids when they're in a in a, a social environment, right? And I know this only because you know between Mitsu, Yanni, Dimitri, and others, like you know, they would be really kind enough to be like, "Hey, para gilles, para but these kids are just running up with no idea that hey, this isn't how it would really work in traditional um, sort of uh, c- uh, cultural aspect of of a particular region. They also don't understand, like, hey, in certain regions, you just never get in line, right? You, you don't run to the front of the line ever. Like, you're, you're a pizzeriki, you stand in the back, and you earn your way to the front. And I think that's right. really difficult. And I, that's an – so, Stacy, to what you said, it's an, a director education issue. It's a, 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 a education in terms of what happens in context of a line regionally, and then what happens in context of the musician, right? And I think these kids need to understand, yes, we live in the United States, so the tradition isn't there. Certainly you can honor it, and I would offer that you probably should, and this is where I defer to, to Mitsu more than anything, is honor that tradition, right? But even if you're not just, you know, don't be a D as the, as the as the as the this this uh um you know we've so aptly named this. Just walk up and, and have common sense and courtesy. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's happened. It's like they think this band for hire, just play play me Tamiko, mm-hmm. play me zebekiko, play me cariotico but no one really puts that all together. Joey, you joined us.
5: Mm-hmm. Don't ask. Don't
0: ask. <laughs> Hi, Joey. <laughs> Hi, guys. I just hey, saw you. Sorry. As I finish my diatribe, over.
4: <laughs>
0: but I, I, honestly, like I mean, that's the perspective I give as a, a, as, a, a as an as um, an as an observer as I'm watching, and I'm only thinking, the hell, are these musicians thinking? And sometimes I know what they're thinking because they come, you know, back and they're like thought on the forehead. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Joe, I don't know how long you've been listening. So sorry. Uh, Thirty seconds. Oh. <laughs> Okay. So <laughs> do you if want
2: Joe's, to tell us what the hell Joe's the musicians for, are thinking?
3: <laughs> if ahead. Joe's been on for 30 seconds, he knows how this is going. Ari <laughs> is <he's> hogging the, <laughs> the microphone the entire time
0: and will anybody else speak. Stamata.
3: It comes with gray hair.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Folding my arms.
3: <laughs> uh what we're thinking. Honestly, guys, you know. It's it's interesting that you're saying in context, right? So we've taken out well the cultural aspect, right? If we're talking about the dance festivals, the HDF, FDF, you're taking all of that out. It's it's its own thing, right? Uh we're not at a corosperida where we're only playing it, we're not at anywhere where we're honoring just one region. So to get different requests is is, is expected. Um I think it goes further, right? Because we've trained these kids to perform, not to party, okay? And I think they want to take their performance and they mm-hmm. want to do it at a party because that's what they know they they don't know anything further than that. they don't they haven't experienced anything further than that other than the gladia that happened at the end of the night or at at the end of the events nights or whatever. Um, so, it, it, I don't know, yeah, it's annoying as an as a musician getting you know playing for guy and getting requests from all. Of mm-hmm. course, it ruins the flow, and I, we, we kind of went through that when when you guys did our podcast. um But honest to God, I think it's it's such a beautiful thing that these kids are even requesting these songs. It's like, mm-hmm. man, they have no connection to this otherwise, and they're you know requesting pretty specialized things, which means that at least something's happened. At least something good is coming out of this, you know. Um, as for etiquette okay yeah they should know better than to jump in front of joe let's say when he's dancing you know or adi when he decides to get up if ever
0: hey hey I <laughs> come to fdf and i will dance at fdf because i won't be behind a desk for eight hours right, and i won't right. have any kids there
3: <laughs> but um i don't know, that's kind of that's kind of my stance on it. i think it's a beautiful thing um it has its It has its moments where I'm like, why do I even bother doing this? But it's amazing. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: I can't say that everybody in the band feels that way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, definitely it's one of those things where you take a step back and it is great. It's a great thing. I mean... I, one example is at FDF, they used to have these DJ dances and it was the like, you know, so mm-hmm. the kids would go and they would do the like, and then at some point, the DJ that would always do it came up to us and was like, dude, I need Greek dance music. These kids mm-hmm. are like requesting Malavijoti. They're requesting teak. They're requesting Zoradico Like, do you have things to, I don't have any of that stuff, you know? And it, morphed from this, like, ah, uh, you know, the whole anavisi stuff to a malevizote, then a tea, because that's what they wanted to hear. You know, that was mm-hmm. years ago. So yes, it's a great thing, but we have to push the kids out of that performance mode right. and that mindset into, okay, this is now not about your group. It's about you really understanding it and the organic nature of dance you know um i mean we would always joke with you guys mitso when you know we would you guys would be playing dances and singing and we would always sing like the first two verses, and then you guys would continue singing the rest. And I would be like, No, that was it. It was one minute. Like, that's all we know the first minute or the, first two minutes <laughs> of the song, because we can't go more than two minutes. It's just too long, you know? And it was just one of those things that we would laugh about. It's like, Why don't we like learn the rest of the song? But we got the first two verses or the first three verses, you know? But unfortunately, that's kind of where that focus is. And people have strayed away from the, the ethima part of it. Like, why do we do this? Or why is this? happening in this way instead of here show the solo that you've worked on you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I mean I agree with like what Mito said it is a beautiful thing and and I don't want to take that away but and Mito I have to say actually from a musician perspective I totally get it but as a dancer right so yeah all teasing aside, like if I want to go dance, right. And I want to go do something. There've been many times I have walked away when I hear you guys playing or any other musician. And I've just said enough, right. Not because I, 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 any of us should be given any special dispensation. Look, if a, if a group brings a Pawnee musician, a Creek musician, a whatever musician, they, it, it is with well within the, that, that sort of group's authority to want to dance and 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 show off and do what they want to do. I, like I don't want to deny that of any particular um, group, but what I would also argue is is that um, sometimes it's it's it can also be to the detriment of others who, like Joe, um, I think of people like Dimitri Kodoyanis and people who have really done a lot of research in a particular region or who have earned that term, what I call it, like a protochorefti, who deserve to be out there. And I will I would argue that most groups will get it when there's like adult supervision there. Um and they'll say mm-hmm. ya bestigrami or Um and and I say that in context of particular regional things. Now, when n is playing, it's a little bit different because you guys are playing so many regions and so many groups are out there. But I do think there's, there needs to be something to be said for, hey, um, basic... Um, it's not common sense. It's just basic etiquette. So... If you see a group that's, you pick a dance, whatever dance you want, you name it, if someone's in the middle or a particular dance has one line, you don't cut off and start your own thing in the middle because you need to show off. I think that's the part where, I think it's beautiful that the kids want to be out there, but at the same time, they need to understand that, as Stacy said, regionally in context, no, that would be one big line. It would never be two or three or four because it doesn't work. Pluriesto is one example. Pontian is the other example where these groups want to come in and do their, you know, what they know and their little shakes and their little figures or their version of whatever dance it is. Um, so I don't know how we uh, I offer this is as, as sort of something that we can all talk about right now how we marry the two, this beauty of these kids wanting to know, hey, I want to do Malavisioti or Kululistar or tik or Lecina or whatever, and say, hmm, how do I keep that energy there, but then also help them understand that there's sort of a way that things need to flow. Or someone's going to play Pano, you know, Carpathian, and hey, this is the way it works. You get in line, and this is how you get in line. I don't know how that all comes together and marries up. Um, and I think that's hard. I think that's hard in the type of settings that we work in, which is typically an HDF, FDF forum. So, I don't know. I offer that up for, for something. I haven't been able to crack this nut. We've talked about this as far back as, you know, Jordan's Boca, you know, all the things that he used to do in Boca. We did a workshop like this, and we've never been really able to crack that nut.
5: Well, some of us have been talking about it since 1984. Five, <laughs> <laughs> my first FDF. Um, part of it ha- stems from um, a directors sort of have to broaden their own horizons as far as what they're aiming for. Uh, unfortunately, so many uh, directors are teaching their kids. In some ways, uh, they, have a, they have they have tunnel vision. They have one thing in aim: is that that is to uh, score points. Uh, at that 10-minute section uh, on stage uh, to get that, you know, wherever they want to be placed. And what they do is, and I've seen this, I've, I've seen for so many years now, observing some practice sessions, uh, that the kids are taught, they're not taught to dance before they're, they're taught to um, stage a dance um, from the from the starting point. They're not taught how to dance a dance. In other words, uh, a director has in mind, this is what I'm gonna do. In my 10 minutes, we're gonna do two minutes of this and two minutes of that and three minutes of this. And I have this choreography in mind and this specific piece of music. And from the very beginning, they're teaching their kids to dance with that concept of what the director wants is put on stage. Okay, so in many instances, I've seen that kids are taught to do a specific dance that has a a very specific time limit with a specific piece of music or a specific tune, one tune only, done in a specific tempo. uh, And that's all they're exposed to. So if they take a Zona or whatever dance and suddenly a, a lot of these kids can hear a song that they never heard before. For that same genre, and not even recognize what dances should be done because they were never exposed to that specific song. So, I think directors need to, before they spend so much time on this, is what we're doing for this specific suite, teach the dance as a dance in general, even if it's a, if a basic dance. If it's, who knows what dance it is from what region. Most of these dances, some of the dances, of course, uh, in, in with each area, some dances are done only to one specific tune. They're tune-specific dances. But even then, don't use the same version of that tune for every practice from A to Z. Find as many different versions of that tune as you can find. Uh, in different tempos, what lengths, whatnot. So that people feel familiar. They can they can actually identify what the dance is outside of that one recording that they might use the entire season leading up to FDF. Uh, and then for other dances, I mean, each region of Greece has dances. Some of them are tune specific. Some of them are rhythm specific, you know, they, anything in this rhythm, people know they're going to dance a sip or a time any generic sign, but the kids aren't exposed. They're exposed to like one little tune or one little performance. And so they don't, they have, they come with it already tunnel visioned. Okay. So they need, they, my philosophy has always been to teach, uh, to tell directors, just teach them how to dance. Don't even have any concept of what they're going to do on stage. Make sure that each one of those dances that you want them to know, they can identify immediately as soon as they hear, you know, 10 seconds of music, even if it's a total different song. And then you can build the actual suite you want around that. Teach them to dance first and then teach them to dance with a specific, say, staging in mind. But they go the opposite. They see, They teach from A A. From from uh, point A, they start with the staging, and that's what they're teaching. So they can't take these dances out of the context of what they've been practicing all year round. Now, not everyone teaches that way, but a lot of people do. And they kind of you put shackles on these kids in some ways. So they don't know what to do in in the circumstances where they hear music live, and it's not the exact music that, they're, that they did. They hadn't practiced this piece of music or whatnot. And of course, you know, these kids aren't going to necessarily know things outside of what they've been exposed to. So I think it, it, it's incumbent upon the directors and teachers to sort of broaden their own horizons and what they're looking for in teaching dance. Teach dance first in, in sort of a a whole holistic way. And then, I mean, once these kids are familiar with specific dances outside of just one tune or whatnot, then it's so easy to put together a suite without worrying about, you know, this or that, you know, and, you know, and some of these poor kids on stage, you can see, all right, you know, we've reached the 1.25 second mark of this dance. And why aren't these musicians stopping? Because they're supposed to stop and they're all looking, come on, stop, 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 you know? I mean, and if they take that attitude to the social dance floor, well, you know, they're already hobbled, you know, (laughs) anyway so that's that's what i'm looking at i think
4: there's a, an excellent point there too is even if you're not teaching every single dance of every single region um if directors are at least introducing the music of each region so that a, a kid on the dance floor can hear and say oh that's a, a zurna okay we moved more north or you know the mm-hmm. violin is playing okay We're probably in the island someplace. Um, I think, you know, I mean, hearing that, I mean, if a a Bondiaco Lira comes out and the kids are like, wait, what is this? And they can't put that together. Then, all right, maybe maybe the dance director isn't an expert in teaching Bondi, but you can at least introduce all of these concepts to the kids so that they're prepared in a social setting where everything's going to be thrown at them to at least know what area of Greece we're in. And from there, that's where you take that opportunity. You find somebody on the dance floor who knows what they're doing, and you jump into their line, and it becomes an opportunity to learn something new. If your director can't teach it to you, you can still learn it. Yeah,
5: so- exactly.
4: The cognitive think- shift. It's a, it's a sorry. I was stepping on somebody.
3: Oh no! Yeah, uh, I was just going to jump in. Uh, so you guys are bringing up an awesome point, right? Is this musicality, right? Uh, how many of these directors know how to identify that? Because mm-hmm. I can I can tell you how many times we're sitting up there and we're like, did you see that? Like, come on, these guys are <laughs> d- directing like five groups. What are they doing? You know? Well, um, but, yeah, I mean,
5: <laughs> listen, directors need to be educated too. I mean, teachers and directors need to be educated as far as the music goes. I mean, you know, <laughs> you cannot expect a musician I mean, directors don't have it. They don't understand that you cannot expect these musicians to stop a song in the middle of a music phrase. They have to at least finish the one music phrase they're at. They can't just stop. Boom. You know, I mean, it doesn't work.
1: Right. Uh, But those are things that they would only learn if they actually like reach out to the musicians, you know, and talk to them about it, you know, because, yeah, 20 years ago when we first started bringing our musicians it was like okay at minute 25 you have to stop and then i remember like probably Meet soul was like I-, I can't do that and it was like why you know so it's like oh okay i will do it in phrases this is how many phrases you need to you know yes. and so but i would have never known because i have no idea about music so it is that relationship with even the musicians where some directors are like oh my god it's a musician like they don't ask questions they don't they don't whether it's maybe just this intimidation, but they don't feel like they're part of the, I don't know, I, part of the group or what have you. And they're just like, okay, just do this, just do what we want, you know? I don't it know, is, but I think it's that understanding then, of it.
5: And let me go back to something Evan said too, just a few minutes ago. I think it would be very helpful if the directors sort of allocated an X amount of time per person practice session, putting on music and dancing that has nothing to do with the suite they have in mind that they want to uh, put on stage. That, you know, throw in a uh, throw in you know, generic. Anyway, make sure that these kids, by the end of the, you know, especially the beginning kids, the beginning dancers, that the end of the dance year, whatever that might be, that they can do five or six really basic Greek dances They can know exactly what's being played. You know, we got some basic dances that everyone Greek-American should know. You know, we know we have a Kalamatonosito. You got a Tamiko. You got this. You got that. That that everyone should know about, you know. I think it's incumbent that they should learn these things throughout the year,
0: regardless if they're going to put them on stage or not. That's a cognitive shift, Right. Joe, to what you said, and to go back to something Stacey and Mitsu said, that's a shift. So when directors just take HDF or FDA for any any dance event, oh my God, I have to prepare. I've got to prepare a 12, 20, 30, five-minute suite, whatever, and they just start teaching whatever they need to do to get uh, their group ready. So... To the point that you made, Joe, of they need to fundamentally understand, um, okay, they're doing the Zonara but you know what? There's Gaitani, there's all these other dances that have the same beat. Uh, they need to understand the difference in the tunes. Well, directors don't start from that starting point. I've got to teach these dances in this order because this is how much time I have, right? And to something Stacey and Mitsu referred to is, is no one has taken the time to under to go to the musicians and say, hey, from a, from the musicality side of this, how does this work? Right. Help us understand. Cause they don't, cause they're just focused on the performance side. That's it. I've got, I've got X amount of minutes and this is, I need to fill the time. And I, I fear that the reason all the stuff that we're talking about doesn't happen is because the end goal is a performance on stage, not knowledge, not music, not cold, I mean they understand culture through it but it's 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 inhibited unfortunately.
3: So I think it's I think it's created its own culture. It it really has guys. I mean we're talking hitting all of these regions and and specialized regions and specialized melodies stuff that you're never going to hear otherwise. Uh within a couple hours at a glendi that's its own thing. That doesn't exist anywhere other than these events. Yep. Um you know, you're not going to go to a, a Nipirutico dinner dance and, and request Maleviziotia. It doesn't happen. I mean, this is a very subculture kind of weird thing that's evolved into what it is. <laughs> yeah, which is a beautiful um, thing. <laughs> it is. It's beautiful, but it's created its own problems, right? Just like right. anything else. Uh, and I think we're, we've are we strayed right into the trap of addressing just the DS. And mm-hmm. what the problems are at those? Because it, it's not going to happen at a go dinner dance. The president's going to get up and he's going to do his thing for the first twenty minutes. After you know an hour Best and a half hour. of speeches, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's open dance. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, this so, is me, so, something. Go ahead.
0: Let me ask. So if so, as a musician, right? And this is always intriguing. I don't think I've ever asked any of you this question. So. In this unique context, then what, what do you see the the solution being? Because, like, I've seen you guys, like, I've seen you guys try so hard, <laughs> so hard to be like, ciertos, Balos, you know, That's- and name the dance. <laughs> like, I get it. Over
1: and over again. Oh, right. But,
0: <laughs> so I say, besides that, like, from Uh, because your your guys' perspective really intrigues me, right? Because I'm sitting on the sidelines going, oh my God, are those my kids doing that? Oh crap. Oh my God. (laughs) Right. On the one hand, or, oh my God, whose kids are those? Why are they doing that? Or what group is that? God, please stop. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how do we, from, from, from the music side of things, how do we adjust? How do we adapt? How do we, you know, I mean, if if you were to walk up to director and go, hey, this is what you need to do. What would you say? Like, what would you do? Because it's, I think you all have the more interesting. So we hear the stories you guys tell us because we show up after we've judged or after we've been. And you're like, oh, whatever. And we don't know. We don't see it all.
3: I think Joe already touched on it. I think Evan already did. I think we're all we're all circling it, right? It it is education. It is exposure. It's call it what you will, but as soon as you take it into a party and you have a bunch of really excited kids, you don't want to cut that off either. So, it's it, it is a balance. And we know right away going into it what it's going to be. Um now I don't know. I, I don't know if there's an answer to it. Like I said, we've created a, a an entire subculture, a, a whole other thing. I don't know if we want to cut that off now. Yeah. You know, we love we love really diving into to specific tunes. And, and, you know, we've been playing 10-minute sets all day. And then, you know, at the end of the night, we're like, oh, this one would go so beautifully with that one. And we'll do it. And then we'll have, you know, Casa Quiraza and every little kid come up to us with a napkin saying, play the nata, de nata.
2: and you have to love them for that like i earlier today i was doing an interview somebody was interviewing me which i was like "Ooh, this is awkward i don't like this um about greek dance stuff and i was stressing to this person that like there's, there comes a point where kids are going to go one way, right? They're going to go like still stick with the Greek stuff and continue with Greek dancing or other things that are important in their lives are going to take them a different way. So you want them to be able to have a great time at these events and, and really just be kids and be having fun because I'm sure we could all think back to a point where we may have been a little bit unsavory on the dance floor and like, you know, acted like a little bit, you know, like are a little too full of ourselves, right? We, I'm sure we all, I know I, I have, we all have all experienced that. But I think, um, how did, how did you all learn it? Like, that's a question we're saying, like, we need to, there needs to be education. But like, I know for me, spending time in Godbathos over the summer, like what Adi said, like the one person is in the front and he's calling people up to lead. Like he is the person who's picking you out. Um, and there's a story for a different day of w- what I did not do when I was called to do that, you know? Um, but how did, how do you all learn it? Like, was it explicit? Was it from watching people? Because you guys figured it out. You know what I mean? You're, you know, it's important enough to you to come tonight to talk about it. Um, but maybe that will kind of help us to think about like, how do we approach this with, with kids in today's day and age too, you know?
3: Joe,
2: you
0: want to start?
5: Well, part of the problem is that our experiences are quite different. Uh, you know, growing up, you know, we went to church dances and whatnot. and I'm, I'm talking about a long time ago. I mean, some I mean, of you weren't even born, you know. And at that point, you know, I mean, kids got up to dance, but it was always, you know, you kind of like, you didn't run up to the dance floor. You kind of sort of waited. You weren't, you didn't want to be the first one up in those days. And, you know, you kind of the adults, let the adults start and do what they needed to do. And then you joined in, you joined in, but you never joined in the front of the line. You always joined in toward the end. And you kind of, eventually you might be asked to do this or that or whatever and dance not. Uh, I mean, you learned a small repertoire, six, seven, eight dances at the most, whatever was common in your community at the time or more common than some other areas. Um, for me personally, I had, I, I was very lucky. Uh, I lived the decade of the eighties in New York City. And that was the, uh, golden age of the, uh, of the Topiki Siloyi, having their dinner dances and whatnot. And I was able to experience upfront, close and personal, Uh, many different cultures within that, even within a one building. I mean, if you went to the uh, Crystal Palace in Astoria on a weekend, and I don't know if if people know what I'm talking about, three floors, if not four floors, uh, dance halls, and every floor was a different silo rosa, a different something happening. You can go from one area of Greece to another, uh, just within, you know, walking up and down stairs and hear musicians representing a specific area of Greece and people dancing their own dances. And in those days, the the yi pretty much stuck to their own traditions, little dances. Whereas today, you might see, you know, you can go to Pontic uh, a dance in the 1980s and they would do 90% Pontian dances. For the entire evening today it might be 50-50 where they mix in with other things, but in those days it was pretty pretty much we're here to do our own thing, you know. Uh, so I I had the the, the privilege and the joy of actually experienced this uh, quite a bit in that decade. Um uh so actually you, you see you see how different societies within the general Greek culture approach dance and the different sort of unwritten. Uh, 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 sort of laws of who danced and who didn't dance, and how the lines were formed, and you know, you understood that you just didn't get up and break into the middle, or especially toward the front end of a line, and especially if they are on one big line. Uh, now you, 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 kind of you, you observe first, and then you understood. You know, I mean, with the thos for example, I went to a few village, uh. I went to the Ophi uh, was in New Jersey for a, a dance uh, with people from the GAFS organization. And uh, and start firsthand. Exactly. You know, I mean, OK, man. All right. Susta. Oh, yeah. OK. Mm, here we are. Three hours later, still dancing the Susta. <laughs> You're not going to we're not going to do that at a Glendi, at FDF or HDF.
2: Right. Absolutely you know, but
5: you you have an under sort of a more full understanding what the dance culture is about. Now, you know, this is already, you know, 40 years ago. So, you know, we things change from generation to generation, and when the when the culture changes, the dance it will change too, and the music. Uh but it's yeah, I mean it's we all come from different experiences. And I think it's incumbent on many of us to try to um, relate this to younger generation, uh, but without doing it in such a didactic manner saying, oh, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to, you have to understand we're not in those cultures anymore. I mean, we were never in those cultures, part of it. We were always sort of the outsiders, and those cultures themselves have changed. But there's certain, um, I don't know, there's certain general basic rules that should be followed as far as etiquette goes on the dance floor. Right. And that is where you dance and how you dance and when you break into line and when you don't break into line, if you want to break into a line toward the front end, you in a one or two, three people, and you sort of like, you know, the people you're breaking into, that's one thing, but to break into, and I've seen this many times at, at FDF, especially, um, uh, you know, one person, two people dance from a performing group, break into the line, uh, dancing next to people that they might be familiar with, but more often than not, they're not familiar with. And then within 30 seconds, 10 other people from their performing group join them and another 20 people bring. So if I'm dancing and I was uh, fifth or sixth from front, but I would, knew everyone in front of me, I knew them as friends. And then, you know, five minutes later, I'm 30 people down the line. <laughs> Because of these, it's like, uh, excuse me, but yeah.
1: right, a little right, respect, right, please. Right. Or if you have that big of a parea, start your own line, yeah, right, a little bit off right. to the side, you know. Either off the side or toward the end of the dance circle, the you end know. End. Right,
5: right. I mean, again, and then some kids don't realize that um, certain dances don't work with multiple circles on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Certain You can't do a coulourie store when you have four competing circles. You need one big, large mm-hmm. circle. I mean, that's the only way this dance will work, you know. Uh, and that's an extreme example, of course. But, so yeah. Um, and uh, things have changed over the decades. I mean, there are times in the early years of FDF when each performing group stuck to itself and there were like these competing lines of dancers on the, on the Glendi floor, literally banging into each other because they couldn't even coordinate, you know, spatially one way or the other. I mean, you would have even say, go with the Zona you say you have like the Duzico the Zona where it goes in and out in and out on a V shape. And instead of everybody going in together, in different small circles one is going in one is going out and they're like banging into each other like this you know it's just some of it's common sense too anyway i'm just I, ranting on
0: i would offer maria to the answer to your question is mentorship um and to go back to something joe said um and this is just common um knowledge in in leadership seek to understand and then to de- be understood. And Joe said, you know, I'm going to paraphrase Joe, what you said, he's like, there are certain laws you said. And then when you said when you were younger, you would wait to see what the older people did. And then you would observe and then determine, you know, where you would go. That doesn't happen anymore. This generation is, I know this dance, it's my jam. I'm out there. And I think that is, is, Again, I don't want to break their kefi or whatever, but at the same time, they, it doesn't, the tuskovi, as we say in Greek, it just doesn't come naturally to say, hmm, you know what? The Zubadakis are out there. This is Cretan. Uh, they brought those musicians. They just think I'm going to get up in line with them and I'm going to dance right next to them because you know what? I did Cretan too. And God damn it, I'm a damn expert. Well, no, you're not. You know, I get it. I get it, you're excited, but they don't They don't have that um, patience. And that's a mentoring thing. They, the directors need to be mentored to be able to then convey that, transmit to their their dancers, which then I think all sort of falls, even in the context of this contrived environment, which you talked about earlier, right? Um, and I think that's still feasible. I just think that if if we don't make a concerted effort uh, as whether you say it's the judges who have to do that, the directors who have to do that, but frankly, I think it's incumbent upon the community to do that. I I, I think I think that is is their role, and I point particularly to the directors because if I'm going to teach a particular region, I, I think it's mm-hmm. critically important that they know, hey, if you're going to do Cretan. Here's how things happen. They come up to the front, make sure there's a, a a man at the end of the line, and this is how it happens. To me, that should be happening. And you, if you, if you've done your job right, you will see that happening as a group is performing. Or as Joe said, should be one big line. If you see kids coming into the center, you failed. You failed as a director to say, hey, right. And the other thing is, is I think part of the problem is, is we are um, and I think this is just a <clears throat> an aspect of just being here in the United States in a bigger community. Like people don't know, people don't know. Hey, protochoreftis, aftine They belong in the center of the circle. They've earned it after 40 years of being Greek folk folk dance ethnomusicologist or folklorists that have spent their 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 dying efforts doing doing only this so back off and that's hard that's hard to teach and frankly a lot of the instructors don't know that and that's the nut we have to we have to crack and i think we have opportunities to do that through sort of these types of sessions because i think if you were to go and if someone, if a, a new director were to hear this, they'd go, oh, my Lord, I know exactly what they're talking about. My kids were out there. They did stuff for the first time and they were so excited and they went and interrupted a line and it was one of the judges. I guarantee you they would pause and go, hmm, but I don't know how you attack the problem larger. I don't I, I don't know how you, you solve that problem.
4: I think something that, I mean, with this whole podcast series that we've done, something that has really opened my eyes. I mean, I've been in dance, I, I've been dancing all my life, but doing this podcast really opened my eyes to how many resources are at everybody's fingertips. We were talking about using the musicians and their knowledge to help expand what we can teach the kids, but it, it goes across the board of all of this. There are so many resources out there and so many people that are willing and excited to share this type of lesson that any director out there if if you're listening to this and saying well i don't i don't know how to teach that i don't know where to begin you don't have to necessarily know that you don't need to have all the answers you have the resources available to you though to make that happen and that's the key is that we're all one big community in this and what i don't know there's somebody out there that does know. And that's, uh, I mean, that's ultimately the biggest lesson that I will keep going back to my kids with is when you are on the dance floor and you don't know the song that came on, that is an amazing opportunity to say, Hey, I don't know this, but Joe is up there dancing it. And I'm going to learn what he does. I'm going to watch, I'm going to join at the back of his circle and I'm going to learn that dance. I mean, how many times you get the opportunity to learn from so, so many great minds. HDF FDF they're all there in one room and it's like you don't get that every day <laughs> so that to me it's 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 the lesson is about opportunity um i mean you yeah, have etiquette don't be a d on the dance floor but see it for what it is and it's it's a huge opportunity to learn and that's that's how i grew up in dance i mean that's how i learn is i never wanted to be a person in the front unless i actually knew I was confident in what I was doing. I didn't want to go out there and make a fool of myself. Um, so, for me, I was always more than willing to jump in the back of the line and take that opportunity to learn. I understand that not a lot of kids think that way. Um, they want a showboat, but I think that's the lesson that I, I mean, from my standpoint.
1: I think a lot of it too is. Having directors, there's there's certain people that look at it like, oh, well, it's just Greek dance, it's just steps, you know. And then there's other people that realize that it actually is a bigger than that, you know, and it incorporates our culture and it incorporates our traditions and our the religious holidays and everything. It's so much more than just steps. And I think it takes that director the the wherewithal to say, Hey, it's more than this. Where am I going to go with this? Where are my goals for this group? Is it just, I want to whip out five dances and get them on the stage and I'm done. Or is it, I really want to teach our children about this region or about our heritage or about what my fiat did, you know? And I think that when the kids, invest in that, then, or the directors invest in that concept, that's when you see the kids flourishing in dance. And that's when that passion starts. But when the directors are very much into it's dance one, dance two, dance three, dance four, we're done, we're good. It's hard to incite that and that want, you know, and I think there's just a lot of ignorance out there to how rich and plentiful our culture is and Greek dances. And so that's what we have to try to teach because a lot of these kids too are not first generation anymore. They're third generation, fourth generation. So fifth generation, they, fifth generation so they don't have the memories of their parents dancing at two in the morning. You know, they don't have the siloji that they would go to. It's just I go to dance for two hours and that's it. And that's that's the only exposure that they've ever had to dance. So for them, it's a totally like alien concept that there's more to dance, you know? So I think that's where we have to really focus our efforts in. And once they realize that, the diversity of Greek dance, then that's when they're going to be more open and receptive to understanding that etiquette. And okay, yeah, I need to step back here because that's cool what's happening, you know? So
0: I would offer one thing to what you said, Stacey, too, is a lot of directors come in and say, this is the region I'm going to do this year. And my retort to that would be, if this is the set you're teaching this year, you need to be presenting that, to two, two, three three years from now, not this next competition, because I think that also contributes to sort of this delinquency where they want to run in and say, oh, my God, I'm doing this region and I want to go out there and I want to show what I'm doing because they don't really fundamentally understand the region. Right. And this is a tough, really tough issue to tackle because um, attention spans have gotten shrunk. And there's no, Joe talked about earlier. Yeah. You just, you got to do repetition and you got to do, and um, we talked about it. I think all of us have probably as dance instructors have said, we need to build muscle memory on our dance. These kids don't have patience for that. There's no, you know, everything's immediate. The cell phone is immediate. I can just go onto YouTube and I can do. And I think until we, we, we fix that issue to say you went and learned Lesbos this year at a seminar. Great. You shouldn't perform that for two or three more years. Hone it, understand it, live it, not just the dancers, the director. So then that way can be um, communicated, transmitted, and then they can have a full appreciation of what they can do. But in this day and age, everything is, you know, light speed and it's a struggle. We, We struggle as so. Watching it, it's a struggle as a, as say a judge, but as a dance director, it's a struggle where these kids get bored and they just need constant um, stimulation. So I don't know how I, 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 again, I don't know how to fix it other than hey, patience that you just got to sit tight and you got, you've got to take, you've got to take a step back and just take a deep breath.
5: And to understand, I mean, the kids, they used to instant gratification I mean, that's what they grow up with these days—instant gratification—and mm-hmm. uh, so they don't understand the concept of long-term, you know, involvement or whatnot. Uh, and you know, that's the culture we live in these days. So it's 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 hard to you know you know buck the trend, shall we say? But um, we try our best, sort of.
4: <laughs> uh, I mean, I think you see it plain as day in terms of. When those kids were on stage performing, kids, adults, but like Mitsu's performance, for example, his group, the perform, they were living the dance. They were living the story. And you saw that in like stark contrast to the other groups that went up there and did steps. Um, I don't know that many people will grasp that concept. Um, I mean, actually, I hope people do because when you walked away from, I mean, when I walked away from seeing Mitsu and everybody up there singing and just the music and everything just taking over, that, I mean, that's a memorable moment. And that's something where it transcends just steps on the dance floor. So making that connection with the kids, um, I think that's paramount to teaching why we do this and I mean it goes back to deeper issues we talk about with almost everybody we've interviewed about <laughs> what drives you to dance and what's your passion and and it's how to instill that passion in the kids um, which I think you know again, it's not about saying don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. it's this is why we do this. this is why. This is why you're respectful when you enter the dance floor. This is why you're respectful when you join a circle. This is why, you know, it's why we dance. Um, If you can teach the why, I feel like everything else falls into place.
0: That's why Mitsu and all these other directors that we see who have very successful groups are they themselves successful? Because if you watch his dancers or any other group that has uh, good leadership—they follow exactly what you said, Evan. You know why are we doing this? What's the context? And and what what I offer back to that is okay. So that's what we need to start um, um, finding the balance, right? So, and and Evan, I'll use the example of our group. Um, in our adult group, we have a really hard challenge of getting people to understand that it takes a long time to build muscle memory. And it takes a long time to be this group that reaches that caliber that we see at FDF or HDF. And what I would argue is, is that at times you kind of have to push them and say, Hey, I got to push you because in May, you got to perform this. "Mm, Okay. That's good. But at the same time, how do I how do I work in those elements? Like you you said, Evan, this is why we do this. This is this is how we do it. This is here's some context, right? This this dance and that dance, and it is a balance. And I say that for adults in our group, right, who don't have the patience, who don't understand, who, like Stacy said, are generationally somewhat detached from what we grew up with. But I think if you put it all together um, the the leadership of the director, the people in the group, the musicians, the costumes, the um, uh, uh, your experts that you bring if you merge it all as one you you cannot fail in in my opinion and it is not a three month or six month process it is a year long process the groups that I have seen that have performed best whether it be Thracian Cretan epiros Macedonian island you name it is because it's been a multi-year effort and once we get that I think um or once directors understand that once dancers understand that once and I think this is a an aspect we've forgotten to talk about tonight parents understand that, that instant gratification of, I want a first place medal. I think, I think we're, we're going to get somewhere. And I think COVID's given us a little bit of that. I think a lot of groups that came out, whether it's to HDF and now even FDF, I think they're going to see the value of just being together and what that brings. And this is our moment. We can, we can make it what it is. Right. So some of us are going to be, some of us were at HDF. I mean, I think, wait, all of us were, <laughs> frankly, um, but we're going to be at FDF, too. Um, and I think this is our opportunity to shape and mold, mold mold that into something we want to produce an outcome for the future that's that's more of the, uh, in line with what we're discussing here.
3: I'm going to jump in real quick and kind of have a, a last, well, my last comment, because I got to go. But uh, first off, thank you guys very much for the kind words. Um, Back earlier this year, when you guys interviewed me, I kind of went through my methodology, right. And I think we're kind of all circling around the same thing. Um, The way that we got the result that we got on stage, and all of our group was into it and partying and whatever was that we would practice by partying. um, I wouldn't, you know, and it's easier to do with adult groups simply because we have access to to different factors, be it alcohol or whatever you want to call it. I know. I know it was bad. But uh, the Only truth was... Older. Well, yeah, no. Uh, obviously, party responsibly, which we didn't see a, all that much of it at HDF. But, um, no, the truth is, guys, we're trying to reproduce parties on stage and it's that simple it was a party um so if people don't understand what it is to party then what are we sitting here trying to produce on stage it's dance steps that's all you're going to see it's you know maybe you'll have the occasional theater kid that got on stage and knows how to you know do the you know if you don't understand what this is then there's no way that you're going to be able to reproduce it on stage um with that, with that sort of lesson and lesson plan, I think that's definitely going to make its way to the Gledi as well. You know how to party. You know how to appreciate this club. You've been listening to a 30-minute a Calamadiano every time you, <laughs> you go into practice. You're going to know how to dance Calamadiano. And you're going to know the, the songs, too. And you're going to have a different appreciation for it. I'm bringing up Calamadiano as an example. But bring it back to what it is we're here, we're having a good time. It's a party. Yeah. There's ways to do it. Like Joe said, you know, there's ways that each one of these regions would party, but go back to the roots, go back to what this is all about. And that's, I think that's the answer. I think that's at least part of it. The other thing that Joe said, you know, show some respect. Obviously you have an uh, older teacher or older expert on whatever, give them their due respect, you know, no, I'm saying don't party. That's why we're all there. We're there to have a good time. But it, in the presence of an opportunity, there's no reason why we shouldn't totally take full advantage of it. And that's my spiel. And that's what I'm sticking with.
5: In the spieling, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a, I, I really appreciate that. And I know you got to go, but because I think like we also have to keep in mind that if somebody's like a 15 year old here and using like HDF as an example, if that was me going up on stage, I would have been like the little um, boy from the Newport News Church. And I would have been get out. I don't know if you guys saw it, but he literally got up on stage, little tiny little thing, like maybe he was like four and he was like, bye and walked off stage. Oh, yes, I saw like- that there's like so much stress around this too. My perception, you know, for some of these kids that I think if a teacher was trying to also infuse um, some of these lessons while also preparing for HDF or, or whatever it might be, um, even just a festival, it has to be done at the right time because of, of the anxiety and the nerves that the, the kids have. They're not going to hear it. They're worried about like getting those steps right and I'd be worried about like that and not falling off the stage or like whatever it is you know what I mean um, so it just it has to be done at the right time or, or else it's going to go they're going to tune it out because they're going to be like yo whatever like I'm, I'm freaking out about these steps because you're about to like swap me with the ruler because I don't know how to do the steps yet right um, so you know I, I think I love that idea of going back to it's the party it's like what are we here for you
1: know and it's, yeah, it's reminding them of all of that. I think mm-hmm. with the little kids too, you know, a dance would end and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, just, by I mean, um, what do we do? What do we do? And it's like, well, what would you do if you're at your junior high school dance and then the music ends? Are you just going to stand there and be like, wait till the music starts again? Like, what are you going to do? You know? And it was always putting them into that perspective. You're in a Glendi and you're, you know, a song it's your jam you know this is your song what are you gonna do you tell me what you're gonna do you know mm-hmm. and it is it's that trying to make that performance reality and then mm-hmm. that clicking into okay yeah this is this is where we're this is where we're gonna go with this i'm not gonna you know right walk around like a robot to the spot because that's where i have to dance it's how are you gonna get there Because yeah you need to get there but you also have to make it flow and cool my friend's there so i'm gonna go dance next to them so yeah, yeah.
0: And we talked about it earlier, Joe, you know, it's for years. It was, I need to do this set to win and do and do. And now people are like, forget it. I want to do the stuff that's important to me and important to my heart. And I think as people, I hope to God, people continue to do what we talked about earlier is this is my core This is what I do. And that they transmit that to their kids and teach it, whether it's music, whether it's dance, whether it's song, because I think that will then permeate that will that it's it'll be contagious is my hope
4: yes i i mean i would i feel like the takeaway from what we've been talking about is we can sit here and list off a number of rules and say don't go to the front of the circle uh don't cut the middle of the line unless you have a very good reason to do so um yeah don't don't uh make multiple lines for a dance that should have one line don't we can say all these don't do don't do don't do um but at the end of the day if all we're teaching our kids is don't do this don't do that we're really not we're not doing justice to what we should be teaching when we should be saying these are the traditions this is why we do this is why you enter a circle this way. This is why, I mean, simple things down to this is why you hold hands this way. And this is why why it works. If you do it correctly, it works so much easier. If you, so all of these things is, you know, not don't do this, don't do that, but teaching the why. And again, for any instructor, director out there that doesn't know the why, there are tons of resources where you can learn or bring somebody in that does know how to teach the why we do it. Um, And I mean, even among all the experts, there's still, you know, regions that they may not be as familiar with. So expand your horizons, talk to many people. Um, You know, a lot of times I hear groups that just they stick with one expert and that's their claim to fame. And that person is brilliant and knows what they're doing a lot in the regions that they're studied in. But there's, there's so much out there that not one single person can contain all of that knowledge. I wish. I mean, I, I wish I could just absorb all of that. <laughs> but it's sort I know of like, I never will.
5: You know, I mean, the opportunities to learn from multiple, say, personalities is much more limited now. Uh, if if dancers and directors are limiting themselves to YouTube videos, especially to performance groups, then they're not going to get a wide variety of, of, they don't get the full picture of the, uh, what are the boundaries? What are the do's and don'ts within this tradition? Uh, If they have access to some videos, even from, another time period uh, done in a more social setting and they're finally seeing this dance that they thought they knew done by say people, 50, 60 people and each one is almost, wow how come that one is, had, each one has a personality within the dance and within the movement, that's what they don't know because they they learn from one teacher, whether it's this one or that one or me or whatever and they don't, and they, and they focus on that and only that uh, and You know, that's one of the uh, uh, that's just part of the nature of the game these days, you know, Um, and part of it, there's a problem also what's coming out of Greece now. I mean, Greece is mentally, you know, there's this aesthetic of performance groups that everyone has to look alike, that that ABCDEF dancers uniformity is the name of the game. Well, uniformity was not the name of the game and in its natural setting, you know, people's. Exactly. Yeah. Physical, mental, and just, you know, kinetic personalities would come out in the Panagiri. So each one is an individual dancer within a certain tradition. They don't get, they're not exposed to that anymore. They don't see it, you know, and the d- directors don't see it, which is unfortunate, you know.
0: <laughs> so
5: they the- are, It's still more difficult these days, I think.
0: And Joe, I think a lot of directors hit the easy button when it comes to that, which is I'm just going to do the performing group because it's easier to see everything in context. And it's easy to co- it's a copy paste. I can I can do this goes back to what Stacy said. Minute twenty five, two minutes, one second done. And it all comes together quite nicely and it fits. Right. Yeah, I know it's convenience. it a hundred percent is convenient, but again, if a group gets it right, to me, it's, I'm gonna do, you pick a region, it doesn't matter, Kriti, Pondos, Arachova, you name it, 100%, if you don't think FDF 2023, HDF 2023, think 2024. For 2023, you should be doing something that you've learned, And the idea is, hey, director, and even if you're not in a performing group that competes at an FDF, and HDF, I mean, we don't compete, right? My group doesn't compete. It's more about that repetition to be able to say, hey, I want to use this material for future festivals, future this, future that. It's not about, hey, I need to use this um, for a competition and I'm guilty. I'm as a director. I'm guilty. Hey, I just need to put something out there because I need material. We'll rush out there and just do it, and it because I'm not being judged. I don't care, right? But at the same time, probably isn't the most appropriate thing. But I'm also trying to strike the balance of these attention spans and making sure people stay engaged, and and we've created a good social dynamic. So you want to that that has to all balance out. Because to what you said, Joe, the Silogi would come together because they had a common purpose. At the beginning, they all came together and they all danced and they could do the same dances for six hours. and No one cared because they were all together. Right now they come all together. And it's like they've just become accustomed to this. And maybe it's maybe we've trained them that way. Maybe it's it's wrong. It's it's sort of an inappropriate approach. But nonetheless, you know, we are where we are. So how do you, how do you how do you move on from here?
2: I think that's a million dollar question. Right. right? Um
4: As the room went silent.
5: Right. Yeah, it's a continued. What's the million dollar answer and how do you convey the the answer? <laughs> yeah.
2: And passion. And, yeah, and I think There's probably not just one answer because there's so many different settings in which we dance for fun, for performance, for, you know, at like weddings, right? That's a whole nother thing, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like dancing at weddings. Um, and I mean, that would be a whole different, different podcast of like how people hire groups to come to their wedding or, you know, Evan and I, and our group have been asked to stay at weddings um in our normal clothes like in wedding clothes to keep the party going because they were so worried that nobody would be dancing right um but i I think it's multifocal i think there's opportunities to always educate um i also think too some of the directors are like doing to the the best of their bandwidth you know what i mean like that maybe they never really anticipated they would be directing like this or maybe you know the church is like we really want to go to hdf or fdf or wherever it might be or for the festival we want you to have something really great and that person is not only a director but is also like a parent a full-time job has all this other stuff and it's it's the best of their bandwidth so you know if we've learned anything just like what evan said through this it's that there's people who are willing to share the question just needs to be asked um and it's not there's no harm in asking any questions it's not like somebody's gonna be like oh my gosh i can't believe this group from here asked that it's i would assume it's probably more gonna be like thank you for asking me and let me help you so awesome awesome guys this was legit the best this was
0: great (laughs) it's only because joe was on